You know that one friend of yours that still thinks the condo market's going to crash? Well, here are five reasons that you can give them on why that's not going to happen on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thank you again for listening, and thank you for your ongoing support of this show. The show is for you, the condo investor, and we're here to educate you and to inform you and to tell you what's really going on in the condo market in Toronto. So on today's episode, as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about five reasons why the condo market is not going to crash. There's a little chatter, a little bit more than usual. I mean, there's always people out there and headlines out there saying the condo market's going to crash. This is just a reality of uh, life in Toronto that uh, there's just, just this uh, constant belief that the market is going to crash. It's been this way for at least the last 10 years, probably for the last 20 years, since probably 1996 or so. Um, this has just been a topic that a lot of people are latched onto and a lot of people just think uh, we are building too many condos and the whole thing is going to come down. And as we talk about time and time and time again on this show, there are many reasons why uh, that is not true, that is not going to happen, and why that hasn't happened to date. The market is one of the best markets in the world. We are one of the most fundamentally sound real estate markets in the world. We have one of the uh, best banking sectors in the world. Um, And we should be proud. We have a fantastic market. It's a great opportunity to invest in. So many people have done so well in this market and will continue to do well if they stick to the fundamentals, if they make good decisions, and if they buy properties in good buildings and good locations, and if they buy the right units, of course. So let's jump into it. Five reasons why if you're waiting for the condo market to crash, you're going to be sorely disappointed. First reason, number one reason is inventory inventory levels are near or at historic lows so if you are a buyer out in the condo market pre let's start with pre-construction if you're a buyer looking to buy something pre-construction uh there are very few choices i just had i was just meeting with a buyer yesterday at, at a couple of downtown sites they're looking at buying a few units for their uh children three children three units is what they're trying to purchase and I said to them, like a year ago, if we were having this meeting or if we were having these conversations, I could easily take you to five or six, maybe even as high as, as eight or 10 great sites downtown um, where you could purchase uh, uh, three units in. Today, uh, your choices, you know, unless your budget is like a million dollars, your choices are like very, very slim pickings. You have really like two or three choices um, to buy anything downtown. The inventory is just not there. If you look at the statistics from Urbanation, from Altus Group, different uh, groups that track the market, if you just look at the raw numbers, like the numbers are scary low. Uh, if you look at the the number um, of unit of buildings, uh, new buildings that are finished, uh, that have so-called standing inventory condos that are finished but they're not sold it's something like 600 units in the entire 
uh, Toronto and the entire city, 600 units, which is, you know, one of the lowest numbers from the last like 10, 15 years. If you look at the uh, resale condo market side, existing uh, resale condos from Toronto Real Estate Board numbers. Again, we talked about this in a podcast, I think last week, just going over the, the stats for the downtown condo market. It's the resale, the, the, sell, the resale market downtown is firm for condos is firmly, firmly in seller's market territory. The sales to listing ratio is way, way high. The months of inventory is way, way low. Um, there's this sort of belief out there that the market is slowing down and that, 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 uh, that, that you know, the, there's big changes in the horizon that, you know, some of the real estate bears out there are just licking their chops and just, this is our moment, guys of glory. This is what we've been waiting for all these years. This is what we've been saying. It's complete nonsense. Um, it's, it's a psychological shift that has taken place in the market. We see this every time the government institutes a change to the market. Um, as they did a couple months back, uh, end of April. And the market will adjust. People will realize they still need a place to live. And the market is going to be going back to normal, as I've been on record of saying, within the next few months. So the, the detached housing market has t is slowing down a bit. But again, looking at the downtown condo market in particular, which is what we're most interested in as condo investors, firmly in seller's market territory go out there and try to buy something there's nothing to buy here I, I interviewed mark savell resale uh great resale uh, agent he was telling stories of bidding wars with seven ten offers uh condos selling for a hundred thousand over asking records being shattered records that were just created a couple of months ago in the so-called peak of the market well we just passed those um again Take a look at what is actually happening. Forget about the headlines. Forget about what your friend or your cousin or your aunt told you and look at and talk to experts that are actually in the market as to what's actually happening. And when you do that, you find that, again, we are firmly in seller's market territory. The pickings are extremely slim for buyers. There's just no inventory. So as I was saying to a colleague yesterday, we were talking about the state of the market. Even if there was some kind of dramatic cataclysmic event, World War III or, or some major recession or something broke out, I don't see any change happening in the condo market, especially downtown, because there's just no inventory. There's no standing inventory. Like in previous uh, times when the market has sort of come off a, a, of a high and, and things have leveled out or plateaued for a time, Thinking about uh, you know 2008, maybe 2012, there was a little bit of a slowdown. There was tons of inventory out there, and there were new projects piling on top of new projects on top of new projects, and more and more inventory was being added. And so, yes, the market did slow down, but right now, there's no inventory. There's nothing out there to purchase. So even if there was some cataclysmic event... Um, and, and to to change the uh, economic and discussion of Canada um, and people start losing their jobs or something like that, there's no inventory. There's no supply out there. So you'd have to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 projects a month, new ones being added to the market in a slow market for there to be inventory starting to pile up to make it so 
that it would become a buyer's market. We are so firmly into seller's market territory because there's no supply out there that, again, this, if you just look at the supply equation in particular, you see that the market is not going anywhere. Prices are going to continue to rise. And if you're planning for anything different, you are going to lose. <laughs> There's no other way to, to say it. You're, you're, you're not seeing the market as it is. So that's the main first reason is the inventory. Second reason is affordability. Um, again, detached house prices have absolutely skyrocketed. Low-rise housing prices have skyrocketed over the last two years in particular. They're out of reach for most people. It's never going to happen for most people now. Uh, if you already own a house, if you bought before the last two years, or if you're somehow able to manage to buy in the last two years, congrats to you. It's amazing. You've done well. Um, but the reality is your peers and your colleagues will probably not be able to do the same, most of them, um, because that's just a reality. P prices are out of reach for most people now. We are Condos are the future, high-rise living is the future, smaller spaces are the future, less square footage the, is the future in terms of what is normal for people to buy and to live in. Um, and that is where things are going, just, just due to pure, simple economics of what people can and cannot afford. Another thing that we sort of forget about, we have such a short-term memory when it comes to these things, and that is the major mortgage changes that the government instituted not even a year ago, just the last uh, in last October, uh, I believe it was the last October, when the government came out and they said, um, you know, you had for the mortgage qualification process, you had to qualify um, at the posted rates, and and effectively, if we if you recall, I did many podcasts on it at the time. The big mortgage changes, effectively, what it did was it it cut purchasing power by about 20%. So if you could afford a million dollar place one day, the next day you could only afford 800,000. Um, and so it effectively created, as I said at the time, and it's definitely born true now months later, this massive new influx of condo buyers entered the market that weren't there before. So you have this, uh, this huge, um, influx of new condo buyers into the market and again that is driving the demand side of it and that is shrinking the supply side of it as, as more and more people who were going to buy houses uh, have been buying condos over the last six months instead because that's the only thing that they can afford and as a big factor it was a huge factor in changing the affordability equation for everyone across the board this affected everyone and so the government, again, uh, every action has a reaction, and this is, this is one of them. Um, they took the heat off the low-rise housing market somewhat, but they just shifted that heat over to the uh, condo market. Again, like we, the government just keeps plugging one hole, and the water comes out another hole. Like it's, uh, you can't stop the, the flow at some point. It's we're dealing with a growing city and we don't have enough housing to fit all the people that are coming in. That's why prices keep rising across the board and that's why it's going to continue. That's the second reason. Uh, number number uh, three here, rental rates, uh, rental rates are still soaring. Rental rates are still soaring. Take a look at rental rates. Um, go to condos.ca and check out their real-time live stats 
on the rental market. And you'll see that if you go and look at, I'll do it right now as I'm talking. If you look at the rental rates for downtown Toronto, they are currently rising at a pace of 10% a year, 10% a year. So that is approximately five times, maybe almost six times the current rate of inflation. Hello, wake up everybody. Rent, rents are soaring in this city. This has been going on now, double digit rent increases uh, for a good six, eight months now in the downtown core. So again, to your friend who keeps saying they're building too many condos, this is all going to end badly. Well, if they're building too many condos, why are prices and rents rising? Makes no sense. We're clearly not building enough condos. Rental rates are rising at about five or six times the rate of inflation. Uh, this is a huge factor into you know, making it a great condition to be a condo investor, obviously. But also, it's why prices are going to keep rising because more and more people who are renting are looking for ways to get out of renting and to get into ownership, i.e. buy a condo instead of rent a condo because rents are just so expensive. Um, if rents continue to rise at a rapid pace, then that's going to put more and more pressure for people to figure out how to get out of renting and get into purchasing. It's going to create more demand for purchase purchasing condos. Uh, and that is going to continue to rise, uh, elevate the, the pricing. And uh, the next reason, reason number four, is interest rates. Look at interest rates. Now, there's a lot of uh, interest rates are still at historic lows. Um, I just saw one of the mortgage brokers that I work with just tweeted out that they put somebody in a mortgage just this week at a variable at 1.8%. 1.8%. Inflation rate is around that. Basically, you're getting free money. Money is almost free. It has been almost free for a long time, uh, many years now. But I mean, we're lower than we were a year ago, than a year before that. Um, but the point I really want to hit home on this interest rate thing is there's a lot of chatter now that the Bank of Canada is dropping more and more hints this whole game that they play with the markets in terms of dropping hints but not saying what's really happening it's kind of comical to watch but they're basically they're basically dropping supposedly dropping hints that interest rates are going to go up and there's some corners of the market in the twitter sphere that are saying oh here we go guys again the real estate bears are latching onto this kind of thing and saying here we go guys this is it this is the end interest rates you know, subprime mortgages, all these people are, you know, just like America, interest rates are going to go up. People can't pay their mortgages. It's all going to come crashing down. Again, complete nonsense, ridiculous. If interest rates do go up at all, it's we're talking about a quarter percentage point. We're talking about like you can buy one or two less lattes per month, you know, than you were before, like a 0.25% increase in the mortgage rate. First of all, it only affects people in the variable rate side. So that is a, actually a small percentage of the market. It's a high percentage of investors like you and I, because we're smart enough to realize that a variable rate is the way to go um, and to generally stay away from fixed rates. But um, for uh, the average Joe who's buying a, a home or a condo for themselves to live in, something like 70, 80% of those people are, are taking fixed rate mortgages. They have fixed rate mortgages. So 
the uh, increase in the interest rate is not going to affect them at all. It's only going to affect the small percentage of people on the variable side. And it's barely going to affect them at all. 0.25, even 0.5, 0.75. This is very minor increases. Again, we have very short-term memory. Back in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, like Bank of Canada would, would change interest rates by a percent or two, you know, whenever. Like it, w- it was not a big deal. Now it's like because interest rates haven't moved for so many years and they've been effectively at zero for so many years now, the slightest little change, everyone gets all in a tizzy and they think, you know, this little tiny 0.25% change is going to suddenly have this massive impact on the market or something. It's not. It's not going to change the market at all. Even if the even if the trend is is uh, more interest rate increases over, you know, the next year or two, like let's say they raised it several times, they're going to raise it slowly and they're going to raise it over time. It's it's people will adjust. It's not this is not uh, interest rates are not jumping up two percent next week. You know, it's uh, this kind of uh, hysteria over a two point two 0.25% potential, not even confirmed yet, potential interest rate increase that will affect, you know, a very small percentage of the market and is silly. And so again, all this to say interest rates are very low, even if they go up, it's not, they're still extremely low. Um, and it's, it's not, uh, there, there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing, nothing on the horizon that su- suggests that any interest rate factor is going to change the market in any significant way. So let's just get rid of that whole conversation. It's, it's uh, totally ridiculous. Okay, there you have it. Actually, only I consolidated some of my points. I think I said I was going to do five, but I think I consolidated them down to about four. So there you go. Efficiency here on today's podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go ahead and share this with that person that you know that's waiting for the condo market to crash and encourage them to get out there and buy something before prices continue to rise. The the regret that people have is just going to continue and it's going to get worse and worse if they're not um, taking action and taking steps to get into the market today, to invest into the market today because the opportunities are still there. The opportunity is still great. And the room for growth and the potential for growth is still very, very high. Okay, until next time, hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.